And now, a Blaze Media podcast. Welcome to it. Chewing the fat, that is. Thank you for coming along for the ride today. If you're listening live, July 1st, 2020, welcome. How are you? Hello. Some may say the year is half over. Some may say half left. But others may say, you know, the IRS confirmed it's not going to extend the tax filing deadline past July 15th. So, there's that. Oh, and just a passing note that I failed to mention yesterday. Uh, Carl Reiner. Uh, genius. Television, movies, actor, writer, producer. Uh, he passed away. And he was 98 years old. And he lived a, a great life. At least from my eyes. Uh, you know, he could have been the most depressed man in the world, I guess. But uh, it certainly didn't seem that way. And I know that he was, uh, you know, his his good friend, Mel Brooks, for years. Well, they've been friends for 70 years. Uh, called him a giant. Unmatched in his contributions to entertainment. He created comedy gems like Dick Van Dyke's show, The Jerk. Where's Papa? I met him in 1950 when he joined Sid Caesar on your show of shows, and we've been best friends ever since. I loved him when we were doing the 2,000-year-old man. Together, there was no better straight man in the world. So whether he wrote or performed or he was just your best friend, nobody could do it better. He'll be greatly missed, a tired cliche in times like this. But in Carl Reiner's case, it's absolutely true. He will be greatly missed. So rest in peace, rest in peace, Carl. Uh, sad to see him go. I just got done watching a, a special. I don't even remember what it was, but it was Mel and him together in their living room, and it was hilarious. So uh, you know, it's sad to see him go. Ninety-eight though, heck of a life. Some may say, but he created Rob Reiner. I know, I know. Meathead is his real life son, but I cut him a break for that, and. Just as a you know, a note uh, from uh, a story we did yesterday about the uh, Fox Network's uh, Soul app uh, airing Louis Farrakhan uh, on the Fourth of July, and eh, that was been canceled. Uh, yeah, they decided that uh, maybe we shouldn't have uh, Louis Farrakhan uh, talking about uh, you know talking on the Fourth of July about uh, some of his beliefs. Uh, since, uh, you know, many of his beliefs are, uh, you know, not good ones. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, the criterion, the honorable minister, Louis Farrakhan, uh, will not be speaking live, at least on the Fox soul app. I guess maybe he could be doing it live on his, uh, what is it? Uh, NOI.org, but uh, I haven't seen an announcement on that. Although I don't follow, uh, Minister Louis Farrakhan. So that's been canceled. I know. Now, I, I kind of find it weird that uh, Fox app says, well, you know what? We've, we're going to replace it. We're going we're gonna to replace it with uh, a special program hosted by Dr. Sean uh, featuring a compilation of the most powerful speeches from the greatest black leaders and thinkers about racial relations and civil rights in America. This 
powerful and inspirational program replaces the previously scheduled Nation of Islam leader Louis Farrakhan's message to America. I find that hard to believe. Uh, the Louis Farrakhan uh, was supposed to be live at 11 a.m. Eastern on the uh, Fox Soul app or Fox Soul TV. But uh, this particular show is going to be airing at 7 p.m. Eastern. So I kind of feel like this show was going to happen anyway. And they just decided to say it was going to replace the great Reverend Louis Farrakhan. But, you know, what do I know? That's what they said. So we'll just take them at their word. So yesterday I'm looking through social media, as I do. From time to time. And in fact, tomorrow, maybe we, I might even just uh, do it. I don't know. I, I want to do a show where I just go through what I've liked on Twitter and Facebook. Uh, because I see stuff all the time that makes me laugh, makes me mad, and I just like it. So, because I want to be able to go back and look at it. And sometimes I do and sometimes I don't. And I just feel like maybe we just go through it. And, uh, you know, remember, remembering... What I've liked on Twitter. Maybe we make that a show tomorrow. But one of the things that I liked yesterday was a question from Charlie Warzel, who I, I love Charlie, and he's been on the show before. It's been a while. Uh, he is uh, now uh, working for uh, the New York Times opinion. Uh, he's covers stuff all the time, and I'm sure he's doing his own podcast thing and everything. I'd love to talk to him, and I reached out to him, and I might have him on the podcast uh, and for the YouTube channel as well. Love to talk to him. And I'd like to talk to him in particular about his feelings um, about the question that he asked last night. Uh, Odd question, but what are your most far-fetched utopian ideas for fixing social media platforms? The stuff that's likely never going to happen. Now, he got a huge response. He replied to me last night saying he didn't expect that it really truly was a throwaway question. And uh, he didn't expect the huge response that he got. So I'm hoping to maybe, you know, get him on and talk to him. He's probably going to write his own article uh, about it and just blow off chewing the fat. But I'm here for him. And uh, I like Charlie. And uh, so, you know, I'd be happy to talk to him. But some of the responses are, I started going through them last night. And then, you know, then I passed out. <laughs> I woke up this morning, my phone's on my chest. Uh, it's three o'clock in the morning. I got to get up. I'm going to go do Pat. Uh, and, uh, you know, there's the, the Twitter's still open with Charlie's re- responses to his tweet on here. But I cannot believe that so many responses are just cancel stuff. Cancel stuff, cancel people, cancel groups. They want them all gone. Are you kidding me? We want to cancel stuff? We just want them gone? Some of the things make a little sense. A lot of people asking for no anonymity. Uh, Okay. Uh, Some people, I think, need that anonymity. But, uh, you know, for sure. I, I I understand the thought process there. A lot of banning Nazis. Banning, a lot of banning Nazis. Wow. Um, really incredible on, uh, no Nazis allowed, um, run them not for profit for the public good. Um, white men cannot be more than 49% of executive leadership. Okay. All right. 
Uh, each time you tweet at someone, it comes with a disclaimer that that person could randomly show up at your house for dinner. <laughs> That's really funny. And look, and some of this, you know, is tongue in cheek. I get it, but it really, um, really weird how so many people want to just start banning things. And I have a feeling that. You know, that banning culture, that cancel culture, maybe not wouldn't be there, but would be less. I mean, obviously, you know, we're smack dab in the middle of tearing everything down. So everybody wants to ban everything and tear it all down. Burn it down. Start again. Burn it to the ground. Um, but why not? And this is just a crazy thought. And I, I know that I may have mentioned this before about social media, but here's a thought. How about when I follow somebody, I get to see what they put on social media without having to go directly to their page? How about that? How about we explain to people that if you don't like something, like if somebody that I follow, since I wouldn't follow a Nazi, uh, I wouldn't see what the Nazis were saying, so it wouldn't affect me. But let's say one of the people that uh, I follow retweets something or reposts something on Facebook or parlays something on Parler or, you know, copies the, the gram post and I see it and I think to myself, Wow, that person retweeted this without, uh, isn't this person crazy or saying this person is wonderful. I like this person now. And you think, wow, I didn't think that person was a Nazi lover, but I guess so. I guess I won't follow them anymore. And then you move on. So I don't have to see it anymore. If I search the overall social media platform and I say, oh, I wonder what's out there. Let's take a look. Then I see people that are saying dumb things that are posting stupid this and stupid that and hate this and hate that. I don't follow them and I move on or, you know, I save it and we talk about it here on chewing the fat, but either way it, we've got to retrain our thoughts a little on how it affects us, right? What we're, you know, the old sticks and stones may Break your bones, but words will never hurt you. Remember, we got to kind of go back to that, I think. Uh, a little bit more than, you know, definitely a little bit more than where we're at. And I see where uh, I think this is the person of the uh, someone from Parlor. I'm guessing uh, at John is Mr. Parlor. Uh, it's too much work for me to actually go and see since I'm talking to you right now. <laughs> I could go, you know what? I'll tell you what, I'll tell you, take a break and you don't need to, but I will. And for those of you listening live, just chill. And, uh, I, we're going to find out if at John is, uh, you know, Mr. Parlor. It's only been, you know, a couple hours. And, uh, I found out that yes, John Mates is the, uh, or Matt's, M-A-T-Z-E, 
is the CEO of Parler. And he has parlayed uh, something that uh, yesterday that, uh, you know, makes a little bit of a sense uh, to the people complaining on Twitter about being banned on Parler. Please pay heed. Here are a very few basic rules we need you to follow on Parler. If these are not to your liking, we apologize, but we will enforce. When you disagree with someone, posting pictures of your fecal matter in the comment section will not be tolerated. Your username cannot be obscene, like his example, cum dumpster. No pornography. Doesn't matter who, what, where, when, or what realm. We will not allow you to spam other people trying to speak with unrelated comments like F you in every comment. He typed out the entire word. It's stupid. It's pointless. Grow up. You cannot threaten to kill anyone in the comment section. Sorry. Never ever going to be okay. So John at John on Parlor, uh, he brings up a good thing. Um, he apologizes for what you will be banned for, but he also says we will enforce it. Now those aren't bad rules really, and they're pretty straightforward. Uh, it's tough sometimes to find out why people are getting, you know, uh, banned or blocked or muted on some of the other social media accounts. I think that's another thing that, you know, let's, if you're going to be a platform, be a platform. We should all be able to say what the hell we want. And you get to decide what you want to do and who you want to see. And we're done. If you want to be a publisher, then be a publisher. But, you know, you're going to have to, you know, play by the publisher rules and they've had their cake and they've been eating it too. And you know, it's time to make a decision. I hope, I don't think we need to break them up. I don't think we need to regulate them more from the government. I think it's time to just say, Hey, okay, here's the deal. If you're a platform, this has to happen. If you're a publisher, then you can go be a publisher like everybody else over here. But you know the rules. You don't get to be over here on the platform side. You got to be over here on the publisher side. You decide what you want to be. And then we go from there. I mean, I know that's crazy talk. I get it. But that's what I would like to see. Another thing that I'd like to see that is probably, uh, you know, coming sooner. And I want credit. Okay, so I read yesterday about a Japanese startup company that has developed this connected face mask. All right, so this company, Donut Robotics, who can't get behind that? <laughs> I'm a fan already. Donut Robotics, uh, they've developed an internet connected smart mask that can transmit messages translate from Japanese into eight other languages. It's a white plastic sea mask fits over a standard face mask and connects via Bluetooth to a smartphone and tablet application that can transcribe speech into text messages, make calls or amplify the mask wearer's voice. Okay. So 
Um, congratulations to Donut Robotics. Uh, however, it's just a mask, right? Uh, why haven't we taken my helmet idea and made it happen, especially during this time? I guess, you know what? Chewing the fat robotics should have already developed it. I guess that's it. I guess I'm, I'm the one at fault. So never mind. I'm not complaining. I apologize. I'm the one at fault for not creating my mask helmet idea from chewing the fat robotics. I'm just going to have to work harder there. I'm done because look, the helmet, the helmet is the deal now, right? We put the helmet on the face mask. You can open it up if you want, you know, fresh air and you want to breathe, uh, you know, out there in the world, but you put the helmet on just like the motor, just like a motorcycle helmet, only better close the mask. You can see through it, but your computer screen is there as well. And you had interactive. So you can make calls. You can see them when they come in. It's a, it's a interactive, uh, it's as you have internet, you have cell coverage, you have it all. And it's uh, you, you, you're covering your face. So <laughs> you're welcome is my thing. I mean, I've been saying it for how long now that it's coming and it should have already been here. So again, I want to apologize for not having it developed during this pandemic, this economic downturn, this uh, protest season. But uh, as we plant the seeds for the riot trees and they are blooming as we speak, I apologize that chewing the fat robotics has not developed the smart helmet there. I apologized. Leave me alone. All right. I want a little, we got to come up with some new music for sex crimes. I'm going to come up or is it sex crimes or is it tonight? sex crimes across the globe something for sex crimes so i'll pause for music for the effect of sex crimes across the globe so adam savage from Mythbusters tonight on Sex Crimes, Adam Savage from Mythbusters uh, allegedly sexually abused his younger sister uh, for years while calling himself the Raping Blob uh, during the late seventies. Now that's what this woman claims. All right, his sister. She said between uh, seven and ten years old, when the siblings lived. In Sleepy Hollow, New York, uh, he this happened. Now she's fifty-one now. I mean, I have a question that this complaint is, but apparently it has come up before because as we go on, uh, she talks about uh, uh, other forms of sexual abuse, according to her lawsuit. Now, the suit says Savage was between nine and twelve years old at the time, which I don't even know. <sighs> What do you do with that? It, even if it's true, what do you do with it? 
I mean, I, I, I don't know. I don't have an answer for that. But uh, she said that, uh, you know, this this happened. And now he claims, and she also said that when I disclosed it to the family, that my brother had abused me as a child, I thought the whole world would change. I assumed my family members would share my desire to examine what had gone wrong in our home and pursue a path toward healing together. I was sadly mistaken. In fact, their behaviors left me feeling as though the abuse didn't really matter. Yes, they believe me. Sure, they believe me. <laughs> uh, she even says so. So, sure, they believe me. But, uh, you know, it didn't matter. Uh, family members still seemed determined to brush my trauma under the rug. I came to realize they viewed me as the problem for focusing on the abuse, not the brother who had abused me. Okay, well, my my comment right now, before I even go any farther in the story, is, uh, yeah, I think it's time. I think it's time. As you know, it's been 40 years, I think it's time. We all know about it. Do what you got to do to get over it, whatever that is. Stop whining about it. Now, that's just me. I know. Don't don't look at me like that. I I understand. I do uh, truly. I understand. Okay. Now the lawsuit has been filed under the New York Child's Victim Act, which opened up a one-year look-back period for victims to bring claims that had already exceeded the statute of limitations. Now the original deadline, which was set in August, has now been extended five months due to coronavirus incredible so uh you know they say that this is uh they've done damage to the client she'll live the rest of her life with it uh today is the first step in the direction of healing and justice i would say that when she told her family and they agreed to it and believed her that that was the first step to uh to healing maybe not justice but to healing but she apparently doesn't believe that now uh our man adam savage has uh denied his sister's allegations in a statement through his attorney which i'm sure is probably the best way to go about it uh while i hope my sister gets the help she needs to find peace this needs to end for many years, she has relentlessly and falsely attacked me and other members of my family to anyone who will listen by spreading numerous untrue stories about us in pursuit of a financial bonanza. She has tortured our entire family and estranged herself from all of us. I will fight this groundless and offensive lawsuit and work to put this to, the, to rest once and for all. And the other siblings and mother came to Adam's defense. So, uh, you know, maybe we have, uh, we have a little, you know, a little issue with sis. Now, they claim that her comments are a possible HIPAA violation. So, because she has mental health issues. So, if she's got mental health issues and has a HIPAA violation, then how are we bringing this lawsuit? How is that able to happen? That's incredible to me. That's just incredible. So, I mean, I hope. I mean, I got no 
I got no dog in the race. Speaking of dogs, Adam, you dog. I mean, did, did I? You know, I remember watching MythBusters for the first couple of years or whatever. I, it's fine. The guys are fine. It was enjoyable. I got no problem. If you look, if he's a dirtbag, he's a dirtbag. But this happened forty years ago. Well, the apple doesn't fall far from the tree, Jeff. If he was doing this as a kid, what's been happening the last forty years? I don't know. Has there been any uh, anybody uh, bringing assault charges? I, I don't know. But apparently not, since we're only hearing about the sister. So if that's the case, and the sister is you know whacked out of her brain, then I hope that she gets the help that she needs. I want everybody to be happy. I just want everybody to be happy. And still in the sex crimes tonight segment, uh, an agreement has been reached to settle for nearly $19 million two sexual misconduct lawsuits on behalf of multiple women against imprisoned former Hollywood mogul Harvey Weinstein. Lawyers representing six of the women who have made accusations against Weinstein called the proposal deal a complete sellout. That did not require the 68-year-old former film producer to accept responsibility or pay out of his own pocket. So, okay, well, he has accepted responsibility for other crimes. Uh, He's in prison for those. Uh, We still have the L.A. stuff to go on. We still have these other people are whining that it's not good enough. Uh, I mean, I would say that if I were now at this point, if you can get money get it it's not all about the money jeff it's about making your case okay all right good i hope that's the case i hope you want to do that and get your justice but if you want to try to actually you know maybe have some money in the end because of uh, dirtbag harvey now might be the time we all know he's a dirtbag He's been found guilty in a court of law, serving 23 years in prison, will probably die in prison. If there's anywhere that there is any money left to get from this guy, now's the time to get it. Because sooner or later, that well's going to dry up. And you can sue him till the cows come home. But when there's no money left, all you got is the proud day of justice. If that's what you want, good. But if you're looking for a little cash in the end, too, now might be the time. Thanks for joining us on Sex Crimes Tonight. All right, let's go to the break room. I need a drink of ice cold water. I know. I know. You can figure out yourself why it's water. <laughs> I think you I think you might know if you think about it just a little why it's not what it used to be. But figure it out. You can email me, chewing the fat at the blaze.com. See if you get it right. I'll let you know. Now, be sure to subscribe to Chewing the Fat. Uh, it's available on almost all platforms for free. Uh, all you have to do is go to that platform. I mean, it's not really for free because you got to pay for the phone and you have to pay for the internet connection. You have to pay for the cell service and you have to pay for the connectivity. But the actual podcast itself is free. So if you go to you know whatever platform you want, uh, Spotify, iTunes, and you subscribe to Chewing the Fat with Jeff Fisher, 
of course, you can, you know, subscribe to Blaze TV as well, uh, which is, you know, a good deal. Just go to uh, Get. That is the thing you got to go to now. I got to remember exactly. GetBlazeTV.com. But it's actually, if you get Get.BlazeTV.com slash Jeffy, promo code Jeffy, just go to BlazeTV.com slash Jeffy. And you can use the promo code Jeffy. And you can get some some things off. Okay, I was I heard uh, the guy that's uh, in charge of this dump uh, saying that fight the mob will still get you twenty off. Give it a shot. Uh, if it doesn't, use Jeffy and take whatever advantage they're giving you for that promo code. So BlazeTV.com. Now's the time. Don't let. I mean, voices are being silenced all over. Make your voice heard by subscribing to Blaze TV. Now. For those of you wondering, well, you know, I don't have time. I don't know what to do. I was looking at a list of uh, the highest traffic congestion for commuters. All right. This global cities with the highest traffic congestion for commuters. New York City was down at the bottom, which is incredible, right? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, 10, 11, 12, 13. So they give me the top 13. New York City is the 13th. Uh, with 140 hours if you're listening if you're living in new york city there's absolutely i mean hello you should be a subscriber to chewing the fat but uh if you if you live number one city number one city for congestion bogota colombia 191 hours Wow, you people should be subscribers to Chewing the Fat if you live in Bogota. If you live in uh, Rio de Janeiro, Brazil, you're coming in just under Bogota at 190 hours. There's absolutely no excuse for you not listening to Chewing the Fat. You should be a subscriber. You have plenty of time to listen in your during your commute. Rome, 166 hours. There's no excuse Paris, Mexico City, Istanbul, Sao Paulo, St. Petersburg, Russia, but really St. Petersburg, Florida, and Jakarta, London, Chicago. Oh, Chicago comes in uh, with 145 hours. New York City only has 140. So still not in the top 10, though. Top 13, though. They're number 11, Chicago. Uh, Ecuador, what is that? Quito. Quito? Quito? Q-U-I-T-O in Ecuador? I mean, that's, I have family blood in Ecuador. My mother-in-law, born and raised in Ecuador. New York City, so, you know, the wife. Uh, New York City, so any of these cities, you should be subscribers to Chewing the Fat. There's just no question. There's no excuse. You have plenty of time. There is good news if you're, you know, looking for a job. Uh, hashtag hire black. Uh, I guess it's Niani. N-I-A-N-I. Tolbert. Uh founder of hashtag hire black all caps uh, an initiative that aims to help 10,000 black women get trained hired or promoted as they face systemic obstacles in the workforce and thanks to the support of an allyship of recruiters and hiring managers at top companies hashtag hire black now has a network of a thousand people in counting learning how to support being an ally or joining her community which is wonderful uh you know good 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 and yesterday microsoft announced an initiative to train 25 million of people around the world for digital jobs or as they called it in the 
you know, as they they called it a uh, training around the world for these digital jobs. Now, I was going to do a stupid joke, and I'm not going to do it. Uh, I, I know I edited myself. You're welcome. <laughs> or the podcast is welcome. Uh, look, you're going to get free access to Microsoft, LinkedIn, and GitHub learning programs. In addition to $15 certifications and tools to find open positions, the program is going to focus on funneling workers into in-demand roles poised by growth, including IT support, digital marketing, and graphic design. Uh, it's backing the program with $20 million in grants for nonprofits, $5 million of which is earmarked for organizations serving communities of color in the U.S. And they've already uh, said that they were going to focus on hiring and training uh, more people of color in their company already. Right? So, okay. Congratulations. Congratulations. I, I know maybe some people over at Airbus is looking for a gig because uh, they announced to cut 15,000 jobs as part of a restructuring program. Okay. All right. That's great. No problem. Uh, good news again for... Uh, for you, uh, for you people who have YouTube TV, or maybe it's not good news. Uh, they just jacked up their subscription price. I just saw this. This just ticks me off. I didn't get an email. I didn't see an email from YouTube TV. I'll tell you that. Uh, they're bumping it up to sixty four ninety nine. It was in the fifties. I don't even remember what it was. Still in the fifties, and I was thinking about pulling the plug on them. Now they're going to jump it up to sixty five bucks a month. Uh, it's all. It's going to be close to uh youtube tv getting the plug at the fisher household i'll tell you that or i should say getting the plug pulled uh at the fisher household i'll tell you that uh we'll see we shall see if i can watch a couple of main shows that was the reason that I got YouTube TV because they carried a couple of networks on shows that I wanted to watch. If I can end up just getting the apps for those networks cheaper than $64.99 a month, which I do believe off the top of my head I can do, uh, bye bye have a nice day i know you can record shows great i know you've got access to all of this stuff great but the reason that we pulled the plug out the cable is so that we didn't have the big bills and now i've got i've got internet prices look i i know listen you're 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 out there going cry me a river jeff what have we been saying okay that's been the whole deal i know i know but I'm there with you now. All right, I'm ready to tear it down with you. I'm here. Let's throw let's throw red paint on it. Let's tear it down. And a quick update on Seattle and well, it's not Seattle, I'm sorry, of the occupied territory. Uh, jazz or chop capitol hill occupied protest zone um that uh is uh over 
Uh, done. Now look, can they close down the occupied protest zone? Sure. Can they tear down our mindset of chop? No. No, they cannot. So apparently, uh, it's funny how they say there were no immediate signs of clashes between the police, uh, many dressed in riot gear, but uh, they say they moved into chop about 5 a.m. A loud bang was heard about 6.15, and uh, police had made about 10 arrests. So, okay. But uh, they came in and uh, tore down tents, they brought the uh, they brought their bicycles, uh, you know, they because they're wanting to look like we've defunded the police. They no longer have cars; they just ride bikes. Um, and they uh, they carried out the executive order from the mayor to evacuate the order. It's over now. I'm sure, and this is just me. I'm sure. I know that there were news reports that some protesters ended up in front of the mayor's house. (laughs) Uh, The Seattle mayor's house. And I'm positive that that had nothing to do with her executive order saying that uh, chop is over. It's time to close it down. I thought it was going to be a summer of love, even with tongue-in-cheek fun from the mayor. I thought it was just, you know, tongue-in-cheek and fun, and it was going to be a beautiful thing, but apparently not. Uh, When the chickens come home to roost, then it turns into something else, doesn't it? (laughs) Yeah. Uh, but look, I know that's what I'm saying is that there didn't have anything to do with protesters showing up at the mayor's house in, in the mayor's neighborhood. It didn't have anything to do with that. This is just, it was just time. It was just time for chop to be, to be over, to be chopped up. Uh, it was just time. So, Okay. Uh, we'll see what happens, shall we? <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, I know. They arrested, and it says here now they've arrested uh, at least 31. So they've even, they've got more arrests. Okay. Then this more, I mean, they just, they're just going through. They're just riding those damn police bikes through here. I thought we wanted a defund. Now, apparently they, uh, they were arresting people for, Failure to disperse, obstruction, resisting arrest, and assault. That resisting arrest, though, that's the kind of stuff that can go away. Look, I don't want to go. This is, I'm in the chop zone. And so since I don't want to go, you're going to tell me you're going to arrest me. Now I'm pissed that you're going to arrest me. And now you're telling me that I'm resisting arrest. Well, yeah, I'm resisting arrest. I didn't want to get arrested in the first place. So anyway, there's a, the official executive order. You have 48 hours uh, to vacate the area. So, okay. Uh, there's uh, Mayor Durkin. Uh, you shouldn't have gone to her neighborhood. You should have kept her on your side for a little while longer. But if you remain in the area or return in the area and you don't belong there, you are going to be subject to arrest and don't make us send in more bicycle police officers because 
if we have to send the bicyclists in, you are going to be in big trouble, choppers. Download and subscribe to more content at theblaze.com slash podcasts. I should have talked about this a little bit when I was talking about the Japanese startup, uh, Donut Robotics, that uh, is now you know, working out. They've got their uh, smart mask, right? But uh, also the uh, smart glasses. Uh, Google just bought North, the smart glasses startup, and is it really a startup? I mean, it started, they began as a human interface hardware startup in 2012 called uh, Thalmic Labs, and now they're north. So is it really a, still a startup? But I guess so. Anyway, no no comment on how much they paid for it, but uh, they uh, will help in Google's existing work in building ambient computing you know, computing that fades into the background of a user's life as the strategic reasoning behind the acquisition. Oh, okay. So, uh, I guess, uh, uh, any plans to ship, uh, North's, uh, generation of smart glasses 2.0 focals 2.0 is, uh, off the table. I love the, uh, I love the, uh, comments from the co-founders of North, uh, the deal makes sense because it will help uh, significantly advance our shared vision, <laughs> which is our shared vision is they paid us a whole bunch of money and we took it. So here you go, Google. Have fun developing hardware and ambient computing f- future. Good luck. Okay, so, you know, look, uh, but this actually means that they're working on my on my helmet on my space helmet on my spaceman's one eye helmet and that's just uh you know plus i mean ambient computing that means everything right it's just everything is smart and you can just i can you know make my toast and my coffee and my refrigerator and food will be delivered to my home automatically because i need it you have a quarter of gallon of milk the new fresh gallon of milk was delivered just 10 minutes ago get it under refrigeration uh everything all right is going to be uh, is great in the ambient computing world but i want that ambient computing world to be with my helmet i just want to put the helmet on i want everything there I just live my life through my helmet <laughs> plus that's another example of why they're not a monopoly it's in, in the way that monopolies are structured. They're not really a monopoly, but companies like, oh, Amazon, oh, Google, oh, Walmart, uh, just the top, the three, just off the top of my head, let's say that, uh, when new things come along that could go up against products that they're already working on or businesses that they are already are doing, but they're not as far along as the startup is, uh, they can come along and just buy it out. I mean, if they want to throw, you know, focals 2.0 in the, in the bottom drawer and walk away and forget about that, any of any of the information to do with that, they can. And uh, Stephen Lake and Matthew Bailey and Aaron Grant, the co-founders of North, 
will be over here saying, wait, I thought you were going to use us to significantly advance our shared vision. Uh, yeah, we did. We gave you a check. So uh, that's our that's our uh, that's our shared vision right now. We'll we'll get back to it later. Okay. So I mean that's why people get so angry at uh, you know Google and Amazon and Walmart. I mean if I'm a startup and I have something that's really cool, yes, I want to be able to use it. Yes, I want to get it out to the marketplace. But if you know. Mr. Bezos, Mr. Amazon, or Mr. Google, Mr. Walmart. Hello? Anybody home? Yeah, I'm right here. I'm really tired. Whew, man, I've been working on this stuff for the past year. I'm just really tired. I'm trying to get this out to the market. Uh, we'd like to give you eight quadrillion bazillion dollars. Oh, by the way, that's a that's a that's an actual sum. Uh, whatever I said. Uh, I would say. Uh, does is this going to significantly advance our shared vision yes mr fisher it is okay no problem here's all the paperwork here's all the stuff where's my check so am i a sellout you betcha (laughs) you betcha and just as long as, you know, we're talking about uh, companies that can buy stuff out, Facebook does the same thing, I know. And they're busy silencing voices again. It was announced that they removed uh, uh, accounts associated with the anti-government Boogaloo movement, saying that that particular movement, the Boogaloo movement, promoted violence. So they removed those accounts. Uh, silencing voices silencing voices is never good i hate it i hate it (sighs) just i just cannot believe that we are all for silencing voices i just can't i just can't believe it it's just incredible to me that that's all we want to do is silence voices just more voices are better more voices are better that's my chant i'm out on the streets right now more voices are better more voices are better i don't know what rhymes with that off the top of my head more voices are better let's go home and listen while we eat cheddar more voices are better let's go home and listen while we eat cheddar okay something Uh, you know it doesn't really work but i like it so i mean it's just just incredible just incredible and i didn't do any coronavirus today so just uh just a note that uh the fda has uh, said that uh, they have uh, they have said in, that they wanted to have guidelines for approving the COVID nineteen vaccine, so they released their final guidance. Now, I want to read out I would, today. I'm going to dive into the final guidance uh, guidelines, but uh, in this story, they talk about uh, how it would uh, if they had enough data on the safety of the vaccine, they would issue an EUA, which is an emergency use authorization for the vaccine. And that's what Trump will, you know, he'll try to force them into. Uh, EA, EUA, 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 get it out there. Let's go. People need it. But they want the uh, clinical trials to be done and they want, uh, they want the candidate to be at least 50% more effective than a placebo and there's got to be you know more things that they wanted in there so they said that they would issue uh an eua 
if it feels like there's enough data uh, on the safety and the efficacy, but uh, good luck. And we've got, I mean, look, we've got uh, so many companies now uh, pushing through on that vaccine. We've talked about it before, right? I mean, it's, it's uh, they've got a lot vested in coming through with a vaccine. And so they're going to want to, they're going to want to make sure that uh, it works, which is a little concerning on my end. Uh, you know, I want it to work too, but I don't want it to work so bad that I want it on the market. I want it to work really bad and then I want it on the market. A lot of these companies are uh, already setting up uh, uh, production lines for when it gets the rubber stamped okay. That's a little concerning to me. Just a little concerning to me. And as long as we're on a little coronavirus, uh, the WHO, the World Health Organization, uh, the head, the chief, the man, he uh, has said that uh, the worst is yet to come. So we've got that to look forward to. Uh, Thanks a lot. Uh, yeah, so I'm not really looking forward to uh, Independence Day this year. And uh, we're going to celebrate together apart. And we'll talk a little bit more about that tomorrow. Because we should know about if we're in another huge lockdown or not. Hopefully they're not talking to... Because <laughs> he is going to want us locked down indefinitely. So that uh, the worst won't be, won't arrive. Yeah, the worst won't arrive. But he still believes that right now the worst is yet to come. Thanks there, uh, Tedros. What's your name again? Tedros at Hainem Gebrasis. Yeah, thank you. Appreciate it. Take care. (laughs) 